What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the latest episode from the Wars Fancast. Um, Hoops here hosting this evening's podcast. Um, we're recording this um, late in the evening after the uh, unfortunate defeat against Everton. Um, so, of course, we'll be discussing the detail around that. Um, and we'll also be previewing the, um, the big game at the weekend, which is West Brom. Before we do that, um, into sort of news this week, um, caused a little bit of a reaction on social media, and that is the draw for the fourth round of the FA Cup, where we've been drawn against Chorley. Um, I've got Stu, Andy, and Dan on the pod this evening, and I'll just go to Stu first of all, I guess from a, an away fan supporter in these times. I wouldn't even say mixed emotions for you, Stu. I think you were pretty pissed off that it was Chorley because it was kind of a game, I guess, you were gunning for as opposed to a, a Middlesbrough away or a Palace at home again type fixture. I mean, going back to the, the glory days when Alex was on here and we were the away boys, that's our name at the time, and every year we begged, begged and begged to have somewhere interesting or even not even interesting, just shit. Mm. somewhere small and different to just tick off the list I mean I've done about 83, 83 84 grounds now something like that so the only ones left on this list this time were Wickham and Chorley and I thought just it's just going to be our luck to draw one of them just to piss me off <laughs> 15 <laughs> years of begging for something like this and then just our luck that it happens this year so yeah I wasn't exactly pleased <laughs> to put it lightly no but I, but I suppose to look at it from a football perspective, Andy, it's it, it's a good draw, isn't it? I guess really as a as a route of progression, um, you know. And, and yeah. I know Charlie have obviously gone through to this stage, but yeah, what were your thoughts on the draw? Well, when you get to when you're in any cup competition, you want to draw against the perceived weakest team. And of the clubs left in it, surely were the perceived weakest team. Obviously, they've done fantastically well to get to this stage. But I think every club who was still left in it wanted to get Chorley to try and get through to the next round. And and Dan, um, we've seen a few interesting social media reactions to this, <laughs> <laughs> this fixture. A few people jumping out of the chair. I, I, I would say you were probably a little bit more restrained when you got the news. So how, how you viewed the um, the game against Chorley? It's nice to have, isn't it? Proper, proper town of the FA Cup. But I'm just, I can't get up for that at the moment after that tomorrow. No. I'm gutted. I'm absolutely <laughs> gutted. No, we're not, and I think that's the thing, and it's it's the beauty of it. We we put out on on social media, I think this week, um, asking for feedback for for our listeners um, in terms of should we do these pods straight after? Should we have a little bit of moment of reflection where we may be a little bit more 
um, reasoned, um, and it's difficult to call really. And we, we, so we're giving you the reaction. You know, I'm speaking to you. It's 25 past 10, so literally after after the game, and we'll go into the the, the game in, in a little bit of detail. But we'll hopefully keep it light for you and try and be positive. But we'll have to call it as it is and as we've seen it, and we can't mask that that disappointment. So. Um, that's the FA Cup to come. Um, let's move on to Everton. Um, as Dan's referenced, Dan, do you want to take us up first of all? Let's 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 break it down if if we may, as, as we always do. So, just prior to kick off, around about quarter past seven, it would have been. We had the team news. Um, I saw um, your piece on Insta Live, so a shout out for that. And again, as part of the feedback we're asking for listeners, um, we're trying to diversify a little and. and do a few more interactive pieces of content. So I know Dan and Luke did a great job on Insta Live and you reacted to the team. Um, the obvious one was we all knew Rui would be coming back in, but Gibbs White, we weren't aware of the Dharma injury. But I know you mentioned Theo, I can never say his surname, Corbino, Corbinari. Corbinari. The maple syrup. <laughs> I know you mentioned he may have got a look in. I know we've got the benefit of hindsight now, but if we take you back to quarter past seven, what were your initial thoughts just to share on the pod of the team? We were all sort of taken aback that Adama wasn't even on the bench. Hopefully, he isn't out for the long. But if if he has twigged his hamstring against Palace, that's a good few weeks there, isn't it? And just typical. We've got Albion on Saturday, and we're already missing Jimenez, Paldens, John Aids. It just seems all set up, doesn't it? I'm just being negative next. I'm so gutted. Wait for that later. But um, yeah, when the lineup comes out, I see Gibbs White as what, what appears to be right wing. I'm thinking, why isn't he playing Theo Corbiano? Who's, who's played the majority of time on the right wing for the under 23s this season? Nuno's constantly talking about trusting the youth, we're building for the future, and then he's, he's not giving him a chance. He's he's had to give Fabio a chance because we have we've had no. Um, striker outlook but apart from Otisari coming on at Chelsea at half past nine and doing a decent job he's not trusting his youth team as much as he keeps stating in the press and I think when you look at the teams Andy from a perspective when we you looked at the opposition you must have been heartened to see that Calvert-Lewin um, who's been in good form for them this season wasn't going to be featuring and, and Richarlison wasn't starting that so when you were comparing the sides, were you going into it optimistic? Absolutely. Um, Calvert-Lewin's been shit up this season. So for them to be there, their talisman was quite uplifting. And we all know the damage that Richarlison's caused us several times across a couple of clubs now. So for neither of those two to be in there, you thought, OK, this, this is actually going to be something a bit more competitive. Um, and obviously, I know we'll, get, we'll break down the game, but I do feel it was fairly competitive for, for the majority of it. Um, obviously, they were also without the lad in midfield, whose name I forgot, um, Alan. Thought he, um, when I've seen him for them before, I've been quite impressed with him, and he's something of a metronome for them, so that I felt dis- well, would disrupt their game. So, yeah, I think the fact that we've got our own injury crisis, it was nice to see that a club that we should be measuring ourselves against is also suffering a little bit as well. So it did give us some hope, I felt. 
And Stu, I mean, Andy's reference there, sort of measuring ourselves against, and I hear that a lot with Everton. I don't know what your view on that is. They seem to be kind of the measuring stick for, for Walls in terms of a top seven size. Um, but, you know, they've obviously spent money um, well in some cases and poorly in, in, in others. You know, they've got Decorey, again, a, a player they would have been familiar to us. You know, they spent big money. Um, how did you view the Everton side and... and also, and just for yourself to touch on um, Gibbs White as well. I mean, I think for many of us, I think his last game was was February. We, I think we expected we'd seen the last of Gibbs White. I mean, you know, we. I'll put the the thing in the um, as soon as I saw the lineup. I said, well, why is, if he's going to be playing there, then why is Hoover not playing there? Because this was this happened last time. He was here and he was played out of position. Again, no fault of his. But we know what his position is. It's behind a striker or behind two strikers like he was playing well at Swansea. So if you bring him back and play him somewhere else, it's going to piss him off and he's going to play as well. It's common sense. Um, so, oh, But the uh, media team ain't been 100% honest in the past, have they? So, And as proved again today. So it was kind of like, well, we'll just see what happens with that. But with Everton, it's, I mean, I kind of touched it on last Friday where they, they all Everton... Everton Cup being the old seventh position being the Everton Cup thing and they were the one outside of the big six or the sky six or whatever you want to call it who everyone touched on everyone like Southampton and Leicester and everyone wanted to be at one point so it's more of a historical thing I think rather than actually now but they have they've invested well and like you said very badly sometimes but we're player for player when everyone's fit there ain't much difference between the, the clubs, really. First eleven and bench. I mean, their, their bench probably is stronger than ours because everyone's is anyway, even when everyone's fit. But from an, a, a core group of players who play every week, there ain't much difference between the two clubs, really, for me. No, and I think, uh, say, we'll, we'll go into the game, but I think, you know, OK, they had a couple of players out, one of which came on onto the, the pitch. Um, but, you know, as, as, as Dan referenced, and we all know, you know, and this, this list is growing, unfortunately, Dharma. Jimenez, Pedenz, Bolly, Marcel, Johnny—they're all—they're all in your first eleven, aren't they? You could make a subjective call, but I think if you you, you to poll the fans or to Nuno, that is your first team, and I know you can use an argument to say, well, actually, you've got to legislate for that, and you've got to build a big a, a squad, and you know, to to cope with this. But you know, we'll, we'll go into the game now in terms of detail. But I think whilst we're disappointed. The context has to be that you missed that many players and we weren't far off Everton today. Um, I mean, we started poorly, of course, conceding Alex Iwobi, scoring the fifth minute. Um, the player I'm going to mention here, and he's going to be mentioned on every pod, and I don't want to make it a running theme, is, is Semedo. Um, an interesting first half for him and for the goal seemed to be a lot, you know, social distance in defending, as I think right. I referenced with, with the goal, which I don't know if it's harsh anymore or not, but what were you, f- f- you know, thoughts with the first sort of five, ten minutes and, and the goal in particular? I mean, I, I thought that's that's been incredibly harsh on him. I thought if, for the, the Everton first goal was a superb move from them. I mean, there's no way he would have expected him, I mean, even to cut it back first time. I mean, Samedo, yeah, he's not going to... If he jumps for that, misses a header, he's out of position, he's one-on-one with the keeper. So, he was lined up perfectly to, for the, to take them, which is what you'd expect. I mean, laying it off first time was an excellent move. 
no one could have done anything about that. So I think he's positioning wise, I think he for what for playing in the back four anyway, I mean Gully will come on to this in the week, but playing in the back four anyway, I thought he was perfectly fine where he was. I said if he misses a header, he's in on goal. So you kind of control control the mistake more than anything else. And I just thought it was a superb goal for Everton. I never even commented on it because I thought, oh well, fair play. Sometimes you just gotta hand your hand hands up and say, well, fair play to the opposition because from that, I couldn't see much wrong from anyone, really. Mm. Um, don't disagree. Oh, sorry. Yeah, hopes to jump in. Don't disagree with what Stu said. I don't think Samedo is the issue. For me, it was the lack of tracking from the midfield. The, the press was just non-existent, so they were quite easy just dinking it about. And even the fact that Dina didn't get a clean connection to cut it back didn't matter because there was no one anywhere near Iwobi. It was a really simple goal. They made us look stupid. But the best players do make you look silly at times, don't they? When that when it clicks. Yeah, the best players, not fucking Alex Iwobi. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked Iwobi when I've seen him. I think he's strong, I think he's physical. He look, he, he's always looked decent. Um, he's not a bad player, to be fair uh, to him. Yeah. Massively deflated. Just, I'm just massively deflated. Uh, it's like we say, you can't give a player like James Rodriguez that much room to pick a pass. I don't. I, I, I agree with the point that the, our centre midfield should be better with the tracking back. But with the way that Everton was set up, they didn't really have like an out and out striker. So I, I don't know. Positioning wise, could, could they've been back? Could they've done a bit more pressing it? It's just a training ground goal that we've just been a bit sloppy, took our eye off the ball for a couple of seconds, but that's Premier League. You, you lose concentration for a couple of seconds, you just get punished by players like Alex Iwobi, who I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm with Andy to agree, I, I think he's shit. I mean, he has put it in the only place possible to score from, really, as well. It's a, it's a pinpoint finish into the bottom corner. It's just saying you look at Alex Iwobi there, he's... He's, he's done a good finish, and then you give him a chance where he should bury five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's... The sort of calibre of players, I, f- I think, like, Jordan Pickford's one of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League, and we, ha- we haven't tested him tonight. Cause, Not at all. Because of no. all the key players that we're missing in, our, in, the, in the final third. We, we need to get some players in this month. I, I, I know financially we might not be able to, but they the need to give Nuno a chance this, this summer. Well, from, well, from now. We'll come to that in a bit. Yeah, and I mean... Um, yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll look at that in terms of Nuno and, and, and going forward in the window because it's got to be addressed and it's a real shit way of looking at it because nobody wants us to, to, to lose. But if you're trying to take any chink of armour, it's like, well, is this another wake-up call to say, this ain't working? And, and that became evident, I think, in the second half in particular because, I mean, tell me your views, but the first half, and if we lead into the, the equaliser... Um, Nice work, I guess, from Ainuri um, on the left-hand side, as it was. Put a ball into a decent area and nice control from Neves to get a, a rare uh, non-set piece, you know, inside of the, the area goal. So, good good finish by Neves. And at that stage, it looked like we were back in the game. Yeah, first time in four years he scored in the box from, <laughs> from not a set play. So, But, yeah, I, I thought, again, that if that ball had fell to Dendonker, it would have been blasted over or wide. Which is what we've been saying for weeks, and and again, it was proved tonight where the chances that came to him, he just completely messed it up. So, I mean, what we've been saying when Neves plays more further advanced, he's better. 
even though he, he can't be in two places at once. I thought he was, I know he's jumping the gun a bit, but he was probably our man of the match tonight for me. Um, but again, he had, Dendonka does give him license to do it, but when, it's wrong place, wrong time when Dendonka's in that place, but Neves tonight, for once, probably the first time in his whole Wolves career, put himself out there and he finished like a pro. Mm. And in and Neves as well. I mean, you know, really, in the last couple of years, the only time he's really been scoring in the box is, well, at home with his misses. I think by the looks of it. on the way. But yeah, um, a little bit on Neves from from yourself. I mean, let's just say we'll, we'll 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 talk performances as as a whole. But yeah, and and, and not. A nice finish, and he was in the right place. And I think, as Stu alluded to, the frustration that we've had is, and we'll, you know, then Don had a, had, a, had a shocker in terms of um, a chance later on. And I think, which illustrated Stu's points that you need the right people in the right place, and he was there. Yeah, I think I'd rather see Neves playing the Dendonka role, so doing a bit more of the up and down, because he has got that. He's got a better shot on him than Dendonka. Dendonka doesn't have the composure to take the chances he's been given which is really frustrating because he does get himself in some really good positions and quite wasteful, unfortunately. And I think with Neves, I think tonight, I don't think he was, I think he was let down by the others. I think he played quite well. As Stu said, he was probably our man of the match. Same against Palace. I thought he had a good game, that game as well, and he ran the show. And we know that is what Neves is capable of. So he needs to be given the license to, to run the match for me. And, and from that point down with the, the Neves goal, for me, we we it was a good. It was probably our best spell, wasn't it? The game really from sort of Neves' goal up until um, half time, effectively. I just think the are the from the moment we went behind, I thought we controlled the whole match. Mm. Yeah, they had, they had nothing going forward. Dinya caused uh, Samado problems all night, but every time he got into good areas, similar to us, not enough bodies in the box. But I thought, in general, we control the game. If another opposition midfield that's give Neves time on the ball like Palace did, he'll find the passes all day. He's got that in his in his locker. I, th- I thought we control the game, but we're just we're missing that spark up front. I, I don't want to throw Fabio under the bus, but he's. he's... But to be fair to Fabio, he was playing him left wing tonight. What the fuck was that about? I think he's yeah, not I a left wing. He did okay in the areas where he needed to be, but. Just it's, 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 it was ineffective though, wasn't he? No, I don't I think... just keep keep on repeating ourselves. We just ain't got enough bodies in the box. No, and like right. like we just said with Den Donker, he's, he's amazing. He, he's, he brings so so much to our team, but he, he ain't a scorer, is he? No, no. He can't no. he can't bury his chances. At, at the moment, it's similar with Fabio. Nothing's just going right for him. That one chance that. Then Donker had where he's he's spanned it out for a flipping goal kick and tried to steal a corner from it embarrassingly. Just well, ain't, ain't for him. It show it shows everything that Silver was on the left wing. It was almost a case of well, it's like the fat lad at school eight that if you can't put him in goal, put him somewhere where he can't do any damage to anyone. <laughs> so he was he just put him out <laughs> the way. Previous experience that yeah I was thin as a kid so don't bring that um, <laughs> but yeah the, it was it that's what it seemed it seemed like that he's put him on the left wing just to keep him out of the way so he can't mess anything up that badly and to play Gibbs White as a false nine when <laughs> it's just insanity 
Yeah. I know he did we, well, though, didn't he, Gibbs White? Yeah, think. He, that's what I mean. He, he, he yeah. did well. When, when he was dropping back into his actual, where he'd normally be playing as a 10, he played well, and the balls that he, he was laying, laying off wide were good, were good, and it probably better than he has been for Wolves for a long time. But, again, it, it's a slight on... We'll get on to him later, but it, it's almost like we, should, we need an amnesty now that we can't even mention Fabio Silva because it's not his fault he's playing. He shouldn't be there. And there's only one person who is at fault for that, and that is Nuno. And mm. I would rather have Theo, the maple syrup up front. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say his name. Well, that's what he's being called now. And the so, Canadian stereotype is fine. Yeah. I'd rather have Theo up front because, why not? Fabio Silva is nowhere near ready. He might not be ready in two or three years' time. They can't play Corbiano instead of Fabio because you'll make him look stupid for spending £35 million on an 18-year-old. Probably. Yeah, but he doesn't. That doesn't that mm. it, but then he shouldn't put then his pride before principle, should he really? Then he, he, shouldn't do, he shouldn't think, well, I'm not going to put him in because it undermines him. He should be thinking, I've got to put him in because it's clearly not working. No. And he's, he won't even work in... I want to say put him out there for, to limit damage. When he wasn't, like even Alan Smith on commentary was saying he should be putting his head in there. He's like trying to give him encouragement from, from up in the air. I thought, oh, please, I totally agree with what you're saying there in regards to like pride and principles, but did Nuno really want him? No, no. Well, off, really transfer, which seems to me. They've all well, said I've... that Nuno gets final say, so if that's the case, then he lives the by the sword. It's, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And I think um, I, I tried to see the logic of him being out wide. I think you mentioned the commentators there, and I think they put a point over to say, well, perhaps he won't be so out-muscled if he's like the figurehead in the middle and that might work. But that's, I think, being quite kind to him, isn't it, really? Um, well, when we go on to the, the Albion game, which we'll get into shortly, we'll, we'll talk about the lineup, and I think, I might know where you may be going on this, but yeah, I mean, if we if we just close this section of the, the, the first half, I think as Dan referenced, you know, Rui didn't have much to do. The defence really didn't have, have much to do. There were very few chances. Um, and we seemed to be ending that first half pretty strong and in, in a pretty good position. And it was it was quite an entertaining watch overall, that first half. Yeah, it was. I mean, Wolves and entertaining they ain't gone hand in hand this season whatsoever. So, I, mean, I, I said before we recorded, I, I text my mate, who, a Bolton fan, who suffered through seeing them draw one each with Exeter in League Two, and it, we think we got problems. Um, and I said to him, oh, "This game's been great. Put this on." And then the second half happened. But yeah, that first half was after the after we. It was almost like we didn't even let the goal affect us. We just carried on as usual. Which was a, a, a good sign considering the situation we're in, but yeah, I was I was relatively pleased first half. Mm-hmm. Reaction to going beyond was really impressive. I thought because yeah. I was gone, I was gone mentally. I thought there's no way we're getting back <laughs> into this now. Exactly like the way the they reacted, the, the pattern players around there, the edge of the box. I think like Nelson Smith, I got beyond their back back four a few times, but the final ball was the final ball was kind of okay, but there's as, as usual, there's not enough bodies in the box. Yeah, I thought we, we reacted really well to it. We stepped up. We went on. We had three shots on target and two off target in the first half alone. I thought that was really good returns after what was a really shitty first five minutes to the match. Like you say, we controlled it from then on. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, that, that first half coming in, I thought, God, we've had some shite first halves. And that was all right. And we looked, we looked okay. But was the second half a true reflection of where we are in, you know, in terms of personnel at the moment? Because to me, it just looked like we just ran out of ideas, ran out, ran out of creativity. And I think people have, you know, talking about it on, on, on Twitter and online, there just didn't seem anything in the tank. I, I, I accept that, you know, Everton didn't trouble us, but did we ever really, other than the long range, speculative efforts look like scoring? I mean, one of the concerning factors for me was, you know, we, we had the possession and then we looked forward and there didn't seem that urgency to kind of make the move. It was very sort of passive, unfortunately. The second half reminded me of Brighton again. And if you look at that, that was our first choice. Regardless of injuries, that was our first choice, central midfield. Then Dunkers, mm-hmm. then Dunker, Neves mm-hmm. and Tino. And they create fuck all, and they have done for three years. And this is, the, this is one of the big problems, that we try to change the system, which is fine, but it's not happened. And <laughs> them three don't do anything creatively. And it's not saying that they can't. They're clearly not allowed to in the system. And no one gets forward apart from Dendonka from set pieces. But then, yeah, we brought Samado in to replace Doherty. We knew about the goal difference there, that we wouldn't, he wasn't going to replace Doc's goals. But that's your first choice wing back, regardless of injuries. Johnny didn't get forward anyway. So from attacking, attacking threat, Aitnor is more creative from that side. And we still had Neto. So really, going forward, we're only missing two players. It's fucking shit. And you can't, you can't look at it from a point of, oh, yeah, we got all these. You look, Traore has saved us so many times last season just being Traore and being brilliant on his own. And against Palace, he saved us again when he got his form back in the first half against Brighton. It was only him doing anything, really. And you look at this now, and Fabio Silva's, you might as well put a nine-year-old there because he's just he's completely ineffective. It's not his fault. I'm not going to slag him off. But Gibbs White, again, not his fault. But you've got Catroni there who hasn't played football all season. Why just, just playing through the, through the middle? You're playing through the fucking middle? If you, if you have to play, I even put it in the thing I said earlier, if you want a bit of balance, play Hoover on the right as well. Because at least you've got somewhere, if... Samedo's bombing forward, overlapping, and at least Hoover can drop back or switch him around. They both play the same position. They can both, in theory, cross a ball over. But going forward, we are pathetic. And I said it two weeks ago, and I got slagged off rotten. But this way, the way we're playing in the second halves, we are sleepwalking into a, a serious situation because there's no excuse for it. And what Dan said, that we need people to back Nuno you know, and then the club need to give him money. We ain't spending fuck all, and we ain't going to buy anyone to create chances. Because spent, we've got Vitinha, who doesn't play. When he does come on for 10 minutes, he doesn't do anything. Because, again, he's a child. And, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's like, mm-hmm. we haven't changed the problem that we've had for a long time, which is central midfield creativity, other than from set pieces. But, yeah. uh, and this is the interesting one, though, isn't it? Because I had a bit... Um of interaction on, on, on Twitter, I think it was Chris Sayovin, just to give him a shout out, was talking about Gibbs White and says, oh, hang on, isn't this the player we've been missing? You know, if he's yeah. used effectively, he's that player who, you know, looks to have a little bit of swagger since his Swansea loan spell. I know he's been injured of late, wasn't perhaps going to have the 90, but 
then I also think if the answer's given why, then I don't know if I like the question either. You know, it's... But, <laughs> I know what he's mean, he's saying that because we all said at the time, didn't we, when we said when, when he left that we, we don't... Gibbs White's the answer to the question that we don't have because we don't play that, situ that, that um, mm. system. But since we have been playing that system, why don't you just play Neves or Matinho? Because they're too similar anyway. I thought Matinho had a bad game tonight anyway, all, all round. But play Neves, just play Dendonka plus one, like we always say, and then put Gibbs White behind the striker, where he played well for Swansea, which is his natural position, which he played there for England. And then if he doesn't do well there, then fine, we've answered the question. But when you're not, doing, not giving him a chance in his actual position, then it's just a waste of everyone's time. And, and just, just to kind of um, give a little of a, a cross-reference of, of reaction on Twitter Corner, we do the post-match videos, which will be up on the YouTube, and Dan and everyone who's getting involved on YouTube, honestly, it's, it's brilliant. So thank you for everyone who contributes. And in, in terms of Twitter, just as a bit of reaction, it mirrors what, what you guys are saying here. So we've got Lord M. Varda, who says, lack of goal threat and a striker has killed the season. It's looking like a bottom six finish this year. I hope the owners don't forge Nuno out just to do a bit of rebuilding. Andy, do you, you know, Shu's mentioned in terms of his concerns, you know, where we may end up. Are you concerned about a bottom six finish? Do you think that's realistic? I want to say no, but <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, we are where we are now because we haven't been good enough this season. And yeah, things can turn around, but things can also get worse. And January is the time that they need to put their hands in the pockets and actually try and put something into this team because it needs something. It is stale. And as Stu said, there is just no creativity coming from that midfield. I mean, when you look at our opponents tonight, Everton, when Ancelotti went there, he identified that they needed something in midfield. Obviously, they had Gomez already, but then they went, bought, went out and bought Allen. James Rodriguez, Abdoulaye Decore. So they went out and they strengthened their midfield because they knew that was going to be the answer to their problems. And what did we do? Fuck all. We, we signed a few kids, some on loans that they may not even be here in 12 months' time. So what are we doing? It just feels like we're killing time almost. And I know they've said that they're going to accept a, a season of mediocrity. But if you're Ruben Neves, if you're... Uh, Raul Jimenez, do you want to be in a team that accepts mediocrity? Someone who's just happy to exist? You wouldn't, would you? You'd think, okay, well, fine, I'll go to Juventus because they want to win the Champions League. That's such uh, bad PR, what the, cl the club have come out with saying they're happy to accept this season being a... I'm, I'm not accepting the word transition now. The fact that they have allowed for a bottom-half finish because, because is injured. of the current situation in the world there's 19 other teams in this league who are all dealing with the same situation they had I'll, I'll give them some leniency we didn't have a, um, a, a long period of recruitment in the summer due to our Europa campaign but this is a massive multi-billion pound company that, that runs our club we should be foreseeing we should have set transfer strategies regardless of whether it was going to be in the Europa or, or not they they took the foot massively off the pedal. Well, to be honest, they didn't take the foot off the pedal. I don't know what the, the car analogy would be for what we've done this summer. They've, <laughs> they've, they've brought a Ferrari and then left it in the garage. They've left it on Liverpool Street. 
and its wheelers, wheels have been stolen. That's what they've done. I think um, it's naive, isn't it? It's it's naive yeah. to think that you know you you could kind of go as we have done. You know, fortunately, and I know I'm not saying fortunately because actually a lot of it are down to the medical team to have had been injury free. But we've we've left ourselves exposed. Um, I, I want to touch on a, a, a few more comments and by all means shipping in terms of your thoughts here um, because you know we're, we're covering the second half, but there's not a great. A lot of detail is really from the second half. We had a few chances, Neves clipping the, the bar, for example, and another long-range effort, which I thought was going to be Derby, but didn't come to it. <laughs> um, the, the goal that we conceded, and, and Mark Spruce makes a point on, on, um, on Twitter, why do we never stop the crosses? Lost count how many goals we conceded this season through not getting over enough to cut it out. That's how our manager sets us up. He's a mm. goalkeeper who's happy to have six, seven bodies protecting his goalkeeper, having balls lobbed into the box, knowing that the majority of the time his centre-backs will let it clear. We must, Willie Bolly would have mopped up that cross in the second half, which led to their, their winner. But Yeah, we, we have, we've played like that for four years. So, you're right. I mean, that's, that's how we defend crosses. I mean, that was, a, again, to be fair, an absolutely world-class cross. And you ain't... I mean, Dendonka kind of doing a weird kind of back turn pivot on it to try and block the cross didn't help things. Um, and he'd been kind of lining them up all day long, but again, hold your hands up, world-class cross, world-class header. And like I said, he out-jumped Sace and he wasn't standing still or kind of mm. switched off. He was just a great header. But again, that's what you, that's the risk you take by setting up like we do. Like what, was the, what was the roughly sort of fee that Everton spent on Andre Gomez? Because you look at Third. every one of our centre midfielders and I don't think any of them have got that cross in their locker. It was, it was with his weak foot. Oh, it was class. It was, it was, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was a fantastic pick out. Um, and, I, and I think it, it's, it's a difficult one because we know, you know, the likes of Martino and Neves can spray the ball and so forth. But, you know, it, it's that sort of delivery. Um, as we're sort of, I think we're looking up at Gomez's net spend here, but yeah, <laughs> um, we just just while we do that, um, Bolly was mentioned there, um, and Dean Marston uh, said on on Twitter, how important is Bolly? Now, I suppose my question oh, is twenty two million, by the way, twenty two million Gomez. Um, you know, yeah, he, you know, that that, that set piece, you know, it, it was it was classy, but then. You know, there, there wasn't much in that second half. I, I can't, I'm not going to give Everton that much credit. You know, yes, individually they've got those players, but yeah, but the, no. it's it doesn't really make any difference for the sake of one point. What the actual point is here, what well, the the argument is that we didn't do anything to win that game because again we didn't create anything. Mm. And the, I think the argument and, is the argument is sat in the dugout. It's yeah. the negativity that's coming from from Nuno. Let's be perfectly honest. And we did. We didn't. It's not negative today. It's not like when. It's not like a couple of weeks ago when we were sitting back trying to defend a, t- <laughs> a one goal lead against Brighton away with all men behind the ball. It was just today was don't go forward or <laughs> you know what I mean. They kind of it's so the systems are so regimented into them that they, they haven't got any apart from Neto and Traore when he's on the pitch. No one else seems to be able to actually do anything. There's and no drive. The world, is that, yeah. There's no drive the, in the team apart from them two players. Yeah, and it's almost like 
And we know, I mean, Jean Martino is not has not won what he's won and been around for so long for just being a, a, a holding central midfielder. <laughs> and you look at him mm. for Portugal now, and he's a different player. He's, mm. We've got the the players are there in the squad, but he's not letting them play. Are you saying that there's solutions within the squad? <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn you! Stealing the thunder again. <laughs> But this is a, this is a, one of the problems that when he when they come out and say things like this, this is what I mean. We ain't signing anyone. This, the writing's been on the wall as soon as they started playing kissy faces to to Catrona on Twitter with happy birthday Patrick and all this stuff. <laughs> that you knew what was going to happen. You knew he was coming back. So they've already said they've already said. Oh, and before anyone starts about the FFP thing, we were thir- we had to. We had to make up 30 million quid, was he? Because of the uh, uh, naughty rules of actually playing within the rules of the championship um, with UEFA. We had to make up a 30 million de- deficit this year. We actually made two, two million pound profit. So that gives us around about 60 million quid to play with. And we ain't spending fuck all of that. And I mean, what, 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 I know. And that's the thing. And <laughs> that's, I, I want to yeah, build an argument and say that we're going to, and I'm just thinking oh, that there has to be a reaction. I mean, we, with what we had today, Dan, that second half, so we made a change when he brought Gibbs White off, which I think you've got to accept because he's, he's just come back from, from injury. He brought Hoover on, who she makes a decent argument because I quite like the look of him that there was potentially could have started. Is that the problem, Dan? It's the bench because you know what could he have done differently to to change that game? And you know, in a one-one to try and push on, was there anything within that bench that he could have made a change to um, to get in front in the second half? No, <laughs> no, and that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Simple as that. I'd, I'd, I'm, no. I'm, I'm really trying this year, lads, to not be negative. I really. <laughs> <laughs> You can see his negative stress vein in the back and top yeah. of his head, yeah. throbbing away. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be positive because I, I can't, I can't go into the Albion game negative, lads. He'll kill me. <laughs> Just accept it. We, look at you. You've got to be reasonable. We've <laughs> lost so many key players to injury. Yeah, no. We every don't. every team in the top ten, top most, well, every club in the world. To a degree, if you lose your main centre forward, you're gonna struggle. But Man City have struggled now. without Aguero. Tottenham scraped Europa last season because they didn't have Kane for the majority of the season. We've lost Poland the last few weeks. Lost to Dharma again today. Off off the back of the probably best game he's had in about twelve months of Dharma at the Palace. And benches. As young as I feel I am, but just I, any good. We're just we're so lacking in quality. I can't fault the effort of the lads again. I'm sorry. I've, the, no, the no one's trying. Thought... Which, like hmm. you said, like same with Fabio, it just ain't clicking. Maybe they ain't good enough. I think maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe maybe we am a bit too regimented in the, in the way that we. We build playing into our attacks. I still think we're, we're over reliant on our full backs making something out of nothing because that's just why that, that Nuno sets us up. Don't know where to turn. And, and this is the, the thing, Andy. I mean, you know, people will be saying, and it's absolutely fair, you've got six or seven of your first 11 out. There's got to be surely a level of, you know, um, rationale there to say hang on you know you are going to be effective 
and you know when they come back and you know with additions and you know maybe things look differently or do you think that's you know short-sighted to look at it in that way and say well okay but you need to manage that risk and that's where we were you know we lost out in mm. the summer yeah it is a double-edged sword but there are a reason that Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City have all got squads of 25 to 30-odd people who can just come in and do a job for them when a player gets injured. We don't have that luxury uh, by design, which is the most frustrating thing. It's not a case of we've got a small squad because we've got one and that's just the the, the look of the draw. It's one because that's very much what he's wanted. He wants 17 players to be involved and then a few kids on the periphery. But you're always running that risk of a couple of injuries. All of a sudden, it completely throws out your season. It's a ridiculous and, mindset to, uh, to have it's, it's that. Where, is this, is he, are these the reasons why Porto and Valencia let him go? Because he's not able to manage a big squad? It, it very well could be. Because yeah. if we were to get in the Champions well. I know it's fucking pipe dreams at the minute, but if we were to get in the Champions League or even Europa again, it just worries me with the size of this squad. Because it's Ener- only going energy to and legs cost us Europa and the league top six finish last season because he, he didn't trust himself to manage a big squad. Look at the games where we dropped points where just one decent player coming off the bench. I still look back at that Sheffield United away game last season. He had Daniel Powers on the bench and he didn't bring him on. And it's, it's times like that you have to look at him and think, are these the reasons why Porto and Valencia let him go? But just to play, just to play devil's advocate or just to, to a, a different side of the opinion, when things were going well, this small squad was like lauded, wasn't it? To say, this is brilliant. You know, he plays with a small squad and the beauty of the small squad is everybody's on their toes. Everybody feels involved. Everybody gets minutes. You know, there's a good rotation there. He hasn't got a big squad where... There's people out on the training field who are never going to get a look in. It keeps any the, everybody energised. I, I don't think. think well. I'm sorry, I was going to say I don't think it's the fact that he needs to go from having a squad of 17 to all of a sudden having 30. It's the case that we just need maybe one or two more someone people who are a bit more versatile who can come in and just keep the ball rolling. But we we never really played that. We've always been just one injury away from absolute catastrophe. And unfortunately, Raul Jimenez has got not only a career-threatening, but an almost life-threatening injury. Yeah, and all of a sudden, at, that's just completely shook us. Yeah, and you look at the state of his head. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's horrific. That ain't gonna, that's never going to grow over there. I mean, you might as well just embrace ball club logos for him tonight. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I've just I realized that, this line on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean, that, that's, the, that's the point, though, that we've gone, <laughs> we've gone two, two and a half years of playing with having one striker at the club, <laughs> which is insane. And mm. I know that I want to, there's going to be come back on me tomorrow when, when this gives up because of what I've said, but I couldn't give a fuck about injuries anymore because if we were playing, okay, for argument's sake, if we were playing Ottersewe and Gibbs-White in the middle and we were playing, I don't know, Richards at the back and Hoover and Sondergaard in goal, then fine. But like I said earlier, Creativity from midfield is non-existent and it always has been. We've still got one out of three who's pretty much playing on his own at the minute. He's almost, he's almost elevated Ronaldo's status as it is already. 
Neto is because, I mean, you saw what that knock did to his knee did to him because he was just, he was dead yeah. on his feet after that. Mm. And you'd say, Try take your Neto. heart sank like mine did when he looked like he was struggling yeah. on that pitch. Well, I'll just, I'll just laugh because I thought, well, there we are. Mm. <laughs> I've been proved right about the, uh, the dreaded game on Saturday all along, but it was, it, it was evident that he was done. But again, you know, I'd rather him play on than just take him off. I mean, at, at that point, you could have, I mean, look at the bench, you could have, at that point, why just, just give Bettini some minutes? Just give him a try? What's, what's, mm. what's going to happen? We're going to lose. We're going to lose anyway. So, it's, it's so, I'm not even subscribing to the injuries thing anymore because it's, it's self-inflicted because of the situation with the squad. Mm. We've had one striker for two, three, two and a half years. The one who was thrown away because he, he moaned about not playing, right, fully so, has now been brought back. And still not played. <laughs> and if he doesn't start on Saturday, there's something seriously wrong because it's beyond a joke. But it surely that can't happen. I mean, injuries are part of football. That's why you have a squad yeah. to cover injuries. It's not rocket science. Dan, just on Stu's point there, because I think that's a really good point, whereby I think you would make allowances if it was a full-fledged young side, you know, if we were playing literally the kids. But as she said there, that was still a decent side and we've had a decent side out season, you know, players with big pedigrees um, who've been inconsistent. Um, but just to kind of draw a close on that, Dan, who stood out on a positive level for you today? Who would you say would be would be man of the match today? Like, like I said, I think they've all, they've all given it a good go tonight, but it's just that nothing's really clicking for us at the moment. Just a Fabio Silva goal, just guzzing off his arse. It just, we need something to go our way, just a flipping deflection. I mean, their first goal, Cody could have easily have just deflected that, but it's just, it, hasn't, it hasn't hit him. Nine, nine times out of ten, he probably would have done because of the space that Iwabi only had to, to put it in that bottom corner. I've been regular, regularly negative about Morgan Gibbs-White. I thought he did okay today. I thought he faded in the second half. But he had, you've got to remember, he's, he's been injured for quite a while. He's only started coming back. Premier League's another intensity compared to the Championship. Um, then I don't think anyone, anyone had a, a, an amazing game. I'll probably just give it to Neves because of his overall game. I thought maybe he just edged it across the R11. Andy, for you, who, who would you say... Who's today? Anyone you want to kind of single out? Uh, I've already mentioned Neves. Um, no, not really. No one else particularly stood out. Everyone was just okay for the majority. No one was particularly awful, but no one really shone either. And I think that's the thing, Andy, isn't it? And I think it's Dan saying, we weren't that shit. We were, I think it's the overriding mm. feeling is, is you know, we, we haven't seen it through lack of effort or... It's it was just it's just frustrating, isn't it? I think you know that's the over what road in emotion. Yeah, for me, I think it was purely tactical. I felt we were so passive in that second half. Mm. We let the game get away from us because it, it wasn't managed correctly, personally. Yeah, I've, I've got. got... Sorry again. Now he's brought Hover on. We've got a right winger and Corbiano on the bench. He's never going to play. He's on talking about trusting the youth, and he ain't trusting them, is he? Just do you ever think or the swim? 
we were chasing that game for like 10, 15 minutes. And I'd said in the WhatsApp group, if you remember, it took way too long to bring Catrone on. And I'm still not a massive fan of Catrone. But you could see that Fabio, it wasn't working with Fabio up front. Yeah. And I think that's the main difference. Mm. We haven't got a proper striker up there at the moment who could sniff out their own chance. Yeah. I mean, I've... He's the, he's the only one again. And it's, again, not going to say him because why would you? He's, he's there. He's doing, what he, he's doing his best. His best is just not even league two at the mini. And that's the truth. And people look at, well, I beat the Wolves, they're going to come at me and then fine, because it's bollocks. He's nowhere near standard <laughs> for it. He's no, but he's, he's not, he's, I mean, at the minute, he's an 18-year-old kid no, playing in England. And he's nowhere near, he would not last in League Two football at this mm-hmm. moment in time, in two years, then fine. Mm-hmm. He was bought for the future anyway, we know that. But that doesn't mean that he has to play. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a fucking joke. But everyone else... Like everyone said, everyone was fine. I mean, if that had been a draw, then again, fine. But the same problems would have arose that Pickford didn't have a save to, didn't have a shot to save in the second half at all. What did he have to do? I mean, it never hit the hit the post with that free kick. Yeah. Mm. And the um, the Derby Espanol tribute act just went a bit slightly over, but. Other than that, there was nothing at all. And you're looking at individual brilliance again to win the game and trying to get a point for you. And it's not even, I'm not even down on this game because we played, like we said, we played well in the first half. Second half was just a, much of a muchness and it could have gone, we could have got a point. But we've been done by two moments of brilliance from Everton's point of view. And, but we've been shown up again from not creating anything from central yeah. midfield, which is the problem for a long time. But then I also just thinking about it there, I mean, we know the players that we've got out, but I think as Dan referenced earlier, you know, Adama coming off arguably, you know, his best performance of, of late and getting a goal, which was well publicised. Within Adama in that side, you know, I know that's not answering your question in terms of the central midfield, but it just gives you a different option because we just looks, um, as you say, just pretty inept, didn't we, going forward? Yeah, we're a one-man team. Yeah, it's amazing was... looking back how lucky we we got with Raúl Jiménez because mm-hmm. his his score record was not good coming to us. It was to no. start with, with us either. It took him no, a while it to took him a few months, didn't it? It was like January, and all of a sudden everything clicked and it all worked. I remember people questioning who's this Raúl Jiménez we've signed. He looks awful, but yeah, we got very very lucky with him. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> and and with that, we'll go to a break. Yeah. 50 Let's... minutes we've just been talking about Everson for. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I'll take I'll take that apologies. Right. <laughs> we're, mo- we're moving on from Everton and as Stu said after this short break, it's a Black Country derby. If you're anything like me, time is of the essence these days. How am I meant to take training with my wonder kids on the managerial football simulation game that I'm not allowed to mention for legal reasons if I'm too busy worrying about my online media presence? Well, that's where our friends at PixelYetiMedia.com come in. They're not just web designers. They're a creative agency that cover all of your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at PixelYetiMedia.com. 
they'll get you set up quicker than Adama Traore running at a terrified left-back. Speaking of which, who's got my baby oil? Okay, so... I'm I'm agonising because (laughs) this is the Black Country Derby and for for many of us on on, on this call, um, it kind of still makes you shudder because I think of our recent... I say recent, you know, obviously from our last infamous game, 5-1, and they get bring out the Orange Squash DVD or whatever they brought out, and, or South Bank, Tesco, Caribbean. we all know, we all know, we all know, we get it. However, this football club and Albion are in a very different place to, to where we were, you know, after that game. Stu, just before we, we, we touch on that game, um, I haven't briefed you on this, so apologies, but... Um, Favorite Wolves Albion memories? What 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 com- what comes to mind? Is it is it the Ewan Roberts hat trick that stands out for yourself? I wasn't there for that obviously because I was no. only was that ninety six ninety seven. I even put it on. I even tagged him in the other day, so I should remember. <laughs> so what was I twelve? Well, uh, Wolves Albion was my first. Um, it was the first home game of the season in ninety five ninety six. So that was the first game of having a season ticket. <laughs> Amazingly. Mm. Um, but yeah, my, my, probably my favourite one was the um, the Paul Crichton day, just yeah. <laughs> just because of how hilarious it was, and it, it was so bad, and it, it, I think the video is still on YouTube somewhere of his his howlers, but even that doesn't do it justice. Every single time he went to kick the ball, he just completely fucked it up over and over again. I've, and there was that there was that in the Bothroyd one, um, yeah. but they're a bit few and far between, are they? <laughs> Hmm. And I think this is the thing, and um, yeah, you mentioned the Crichton one, for, for those who probably aren't aware, because we, we do have a lot of listeners who have kind of come on board recently, you, you, you know, it's great to, to have you on board, and the, the Crichton one, as she referenced, I've never seen a keeper just completely, um, it was just done in by the crowd, I thought, I just thought that they just got one over him, and he just, he just looked so shaky, didn't he? Um, <laughs> um, but that, he was, you know, he was literally gone. Yeah. Mm. The the South Bank ate him up that day. Mm. It was similar to when Mills had to take off Danny Mills. Danny Mills, <laughs> yeah. It was literally <laughs> when it's it's one of them when when the South Bank's feeling hostile, and they get a sniff of blood. Horrible, whether it's for walls or against walls. When the South Bank are hostile, them a special crowd. It does. It takes a certain type of character, and and you know we're we're, we're gutted, of course, that that obviously we we can't be there in person. Dan, what what stands out to you, sort of Wolves Wolves Albion memories? I mean, I've, I I had a season ticket from when I was seven. My mum started taking me when I was seven, and, and the first Black Country derby I remember when we won two nil. Andy Thompson rifled a penalty in the top corner past. Oh, was he? What was his flipping name? Russell Stuart Holt. Naylor. No. Stuart, Stuart Naylor. Stuart Naylor. Yeah. David Kelly scored in the second half. Edda. Just special them them sort of days. I was when he was a kid. It was like if Wolves won a Black Country derby, it was like unlocking a new level at a, at a computer game. <laughs> it was like so. What happens now? What like unbelievable times growing up. Oh, especially my parents have been taking me for since I was flipping this high. You still are. Exactly. Andy, what, what what about yourself? I mean, we've had, you know, I'm only going to concentrate on the positives here as we move on to, to the game on Saturday. 
I guess the George Nadar game, if I call it that, you know, um, at home. I know one of your favourite players, Dean Richards, for example. I remember him yeah. in the derby. That must stand out as the well. Cracking header that was. Mm. But I think the uh, the time when Fletcher scored twice against them in the three-one victory, that was that was a great day. It felt really good, and it, I think that would have been the first and only time we've beat them in the top flight. Well, in the Premier League as the yeah. top flight. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. So, I, I remember that and I just remember it being a really balmy summer's day and it was just, everything was right in the world on that day. And it, it hasn't always been as it in the Black Country Derby. It's usually such a tense atmosphere. But I don't know, we just seemed to put it to bed early and it was just great to enjoy the whole day for a change. I think that's the thing with derbies. They are difficult to enjoy because you just get that knot in your stomach just all the way. And, you know, the the 5-1 was horrific. I remember, I think I left before the end, like a lot of them did. And I was in the style with my dad and I was just like, this is just, oh, it was horrible, horrible. And we've all got, you know, many of us have got family connections and work connections and so forth. And, and know the relevance of it. And, I, and we, we had a good chat about this in the WhatsApp group this this, this week um, about the fact that, you know, of, of in recent times, you know, Birmingham and then, and then or, or even more recent times, Villa of games have been more significant. But for you, gents, has this always been the one? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I've always hated blues just because I went to college in house. I went, so went to college with quite a few of them. But... Albion have always been the ones, really. Because, I mean, Birmingham, we haven't spent that much time in the same league with them. Villa, even less so. But Albion, we've we've always been almost there or thereabouts for a lot of the time. It's only been the, the most recent history, which is possibly why a few of the young uns don't quite get the hatred. But for me, yeah, fuck them. It's them all the way. And just on that theme, we had a question from Yam Yam 2017. Most despised West Birmingham Albion player of all time, excluding the obvious prisoner LG 9664. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, aside from Lee Hughes, um, but you can include Lee Hughes if you want, because he just seems the obvious one. The one for me, just while you're thinking, uh, Andy Hunt was, was probably a player. Uh, just, just this light. Um, Robinson as well, and then later went on to play the Blues. But um, and any players that you, yeah, either hated. I know the play for Albion. I get that, but just to add an extra dimension, or any players that you grudgingly respected as well over the years. No respect. There's no respect. <laughs> There's pure hatred for these bastards. Everything and I despise in life. They sum up in a flipping blue and white striped pigeon badge wearing ensemble of just disgustingness. <laughs> I hate that club. I hate everyone that's involved with them. Like you just mentioned there, Paul Robinson, absolute mm. rat of a footballer. Mm. When he was in an Albion shirt, breaking Ebanks Blake's leg at flipping blues. Same with Matt Carbon, breaking George and Dar's leg. Lee Hughes, horrible. Just an horrible club. Just fuck them off. Who was the one who did Ryan Green? I think that Ryan might Green. Is that Carbon as well? It might have been Matt Carbon. I know he had a bad was. injury as well. But you you were gonna mention Snakers there as well. And I think I like Snakers. Sadly. Yeah, he was, he was a good player, we we've got to say it as it was. And I think it's so different. We ain't gonna give him any <laughs> <laughs> come off. But it, but here's the thing though. 
Well, the, the game's changed a lot, but that used to be the decider. It used to be that first tackle, didn't it? He used to kind of look out for it, and he'd be in the centre midfield, and we, mm. we would have, you know, Osborne or whoever, and it would be that crunching challenge. Now, we're gearing ourselves up for it because we want to look ahead. We want to be positive. Um, so, from our perspective, because we, we referenced it in the Everton chat, um, what do you think the team will be and who, who, who do you want to see in the team but you can't include Steve Ball? <laughs> I think it will probably be pretty much what we saw tonight. If no one returns from injury, that is, of course. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes maybe with putting Fabio through the middle. I think that needs to be done. He's, he doesn't know how to shit or wind his watch out on the wing. So what's the point in having him out there? I'd rather have Gibbs White out on the left and Neto on the right. And would go you, with would, you, would you go with Silver again then, Andy? Not Catroni? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think Nuno will, purely because I think Nuno hates him and his hand's <laughs> been forced. <laughs> I, I, there is an argument for playing him, but he hasn't yeah. played a lot of football this season, so that will probably factor into his uh, decisions. Is he up to speed? Obviously, we don't know that. He didn't really set the world alight when he came on tonight. Literally, the first thing he did was put the ball out for a throw-in rather than a five-yard pass. So, maybe there is a bit of ring rust there. Stu, um, what, what do you think? I mean, it's difficult because we don't know. I don't expect, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, will any of the players that injured be featuring? I, I, I suspect not. Um, well, they said, they said Traore might, be, might feature anywhere in commentary tonight. So, okay. I mean... It, if he does, then thank God, but yeah. we, we might have a chance. But the um, I fully expect him to play kindergarten cop again. I, it's just I mean, at, at this point, I mean, I jokingly said play Sace up front, bro. I really would rather play Sace up front and have Kilman and Cody at the back than see a single more, one second more of Fabio Silva in this team this season. See, it's pointless. It's a complete waste of time. He's wasting his, he's ruining his career. He's wasting everyone else's time. No one wants to pass to him anyway because he's not good enough. No, he's not ready. Sorry, we can't say he's not good enough, can we? Um, but no one passes to him. And you saw it tonight as well. There were chances where he was the easy ball, but they didn't want to take it. I just, it's just, it's unfortunate for everyone involved, but there's an easy way out of this. Just don't pick him in the squad or put him on the bench at least. And, Play with a foot, play with no striker if you have to, but even doing that, I mean, I know people we've, we've said before that we need a falcon point, but the last three games, he's just not, he's not even there. He's not even a falcon point for himself in the mirror at this point. It's just, it's just sad. Uh, but I can still see Nuno doing the same thing. And if we do, we'll lose. But it's as simple uh, as that. Yeah, but even, but uh, oh, I don't it's oh god! I just it's I'm, I'm, the anxiety is just creeping in for this yeah. game. It really is, and but it but it shouldn't. No, should it? Should because either we shouldn't be in this position. We should be nowhere near this position. But there's 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 that point. There's the bigger picture, which which I agree with. But 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 in in comparison to what they've got, even a Fabio Silva leading the line should comfortably be enough. I would have every single one of their strikers over Fabio Silva at this point in time. Every single one. Well, of them. I don't even go into that. No, I don't. No, at, the, at this point in time, he's not going to no. score, is he? This is the problem. I'm not. I'm not. He's not looking at threat now. It's coming across as me hating the kid. I, I don't hate the kid. He, no, he, I don't. I could, don't say that. He could be great in a couple of years, but that's a couple of years' time. 
it's ruining his career doing this to him every week. Because he's just, he's just, when there was times tonight when he was saying he was, like when he, he, he messed one up and put, um, he put eight Nori in trouble just for being five yards from him. And he's got, he's completely shot of all confidence. He's not going to play himself back into confidence because he's not ready. So uh, it's like a, a broken record here. That we say the same thing every week that he's, he's not ready. It's not his fault. But just take him out now. If you don't play Katrina up front, just play without a striker. It's just a better – and just put, push them – just flood the midfield and just get at them that way because he ain't going to score. Hopefully. Hopefully I'm wrong and this can be clipped everywhere and you all shame me and I'm fine. But it's not, it's not going to happen. Well, no, we'd all accept that. And, and look, I mean, you and Roberts had a, a, had a poor start and then out of nowhere got a hat-trick against the Albion. So it's, it's, you know, <laughs> I know he's completely different and I'm looking for positives because, that you know, he was far more experienced. And I don't disagree and I don't think there'll be many disagreeing with you because this isn't a personal thing and it's not a slight against him. It's, it's, it's a system of the circumstances. But it, I think Dan's mentioned it and, and, and Shu, you mentioned it there. Just because you paid £35 million on a player, if it's not working, there shouldn't be an obligation that he has to play if it's clearly not working. Now, Dan, in, ter- in, terms, in terms of the game, you mentioned uh, Catrone earlier. I think it was a surprise for yourself that he didn't get more minutes to um, put himself in a better position for Saturday. No, I think he needed at least half an hour off the bench tonight to be at least three of match fit to start the game. And then when he when he fades, then you bring on Fabio. I don't I don't know what other option we've got at the moment. We unless the miraculously bring in a striker before Saturday, which ain't going to happen. I mean, if, if we all play football manager, we'd be on the flipping free agents search <laughs> section of that 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 module tonight if if we had any names about us. But as as I said, we we could do with a Stephen on type on on Saturday, just just fill him up with Red Bull and just watch him go. <laughs> <laughs> I think every Derby game needs that type of player, though, don't they? I think so. I mean, in in terms of the the, the transfer win, window, because it's an opportunity to talk about it. I think there's a general, if I'm picking this up right, feel that he won't do anything, and the signs are out there, and the PR is kind of saying not. But you know, is there any realistic names? We we don't think Costa's realistic from what we gather in terms of wages and what we hear. There's, there's Josh King, for example. Is there any other names that you think we could realistically get in? I don't know why the Origi thing's been ruled out. I've got no mm. clue. I agree with that. It's the one I want. I know he's a bit of a wild card, but he's a player who's got bags of energy. He knows how to score goals at important times. Like That's a fucking incredible trait to have. He's very much the like my pick of the ones that we've been linked with, and I imagine that he he's going to be want to be playing football from now till the uh, the Euros, so that they need to be getting him in. And I know that people have said that there's going to be no no movement because clubs don't want to let players go, but you know that when we get to like the 27th of Jan, clubs are going to be thinking, okay, we might not be able to sell him, but I don't want him on our books for the next six months. So we may as well get a loan fee and get them off the wage bill. So maybe something will happen, but I don't think it'll be until the last few days of the transfer window, personally. Yeah. He could come in and be like a 2021 Dean Sturridge. and be amazing. Oh, yeah. Imagine. That'd be ace. You've, 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 you've already mentioned it. Fabio or Katrina is going to get an after like you and Robert on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all set up for it, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm, my heart's breaking every, every time I keep on saying this is the game where Fabio's going to come alive 
if this is if this is it, isn't it? If if he don't score Saturday, then you're in a shooting dead. Frankowski moment where he's he's, he's never going to kick oh, on. Don't say that. I just can't. I just can't see him starting with Catroni. I just I I, I understand Ever? why he has, hasn't started Catroni tonight. I actually do because I don't think he's been involved as he in Fiorentina that much. So he probably hasn't got the games in him. Um, but. There does come a point where it's like, well, it's a huge reference. It's, 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 it's not working. But, okay, prediction time. We've got to predict. Um, all things considered, Stu, what's your prediction for the game on Saturday? What's your scoreline? I said the minute they were, they were promoted that they're going to do the double over us again. And I've got no reason to think why it would not happen because they're cursed. Oh. And look at the look at the. It's not even because of being super negative and trying to kill Dan in his blanket and everything like this. You look at the t- how we play against shit teams under Nuno. Huddersfield didn't beat them. Burnley haven't won any three. And it's just you know what he'll do. And if they come back, come and, and Allardyce is going to do his his usual thing. <laughs> can, it, you can see an absolute mile off that it's gonna. They're gonna stink the place out, get a jammy deflected one nil from somewhere, and then talk about it for the next four or five months. You can just see, you can see it coming a mile off. I've I've <laughs> I've prepared myself for this moment since the start of September. So I'm 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 free of my demons. I'm accepting it. If anything anything else comes of it, I'll be absolutely amazed. Just because Nuno against shit teams barely works, and they're cursed. Where we're concerned. So Stu's predicting defeat, Andy. I can't bring myself to predict defeat. Um, signs, signs don't look good. <laughs> signs don't look good, but Albion are probably the worst team I've seen this season. They're awful. They are absolutely shocking. I mean, I know Sheffield United are bottom of the league, but I have seen at least a game and a half of theirs where they looked okay. Whereas Albion have just looked shit. So, we should win. Should win. With the Fabio Silva hat-trick, of course. Okay, we'll we'll take that. And Dan? 2-0 Wolves. Pedro Neto. Soyes. Believe. We can't go into this game negative. We're going to win this game. Going to set them on the path to relegation. Never going to play them again. <laughs> Their Chinese arm is going to bank up. But what if what if Neto comes back and he's out for six months with an injury now? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Jim. So, so Dan's going for a win. Dan, Dan he's, he's channeling his year again. Like he's going to be bending any spoons he's got in his kitchen. He's going to, you know, getting his feng shui all right. And, and we're all hoping for it, but... Look, there's an element of I'm I'm rambling on because I'm scared to even predict myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to avoid it. Now, I, I, look, I, I'm going to go for a win, I, and I'm going to go for one nil, and that that will that will do us. That would be fine in its own right. I would take that. But there's a, there's a trepidation. But for me, it, it's kind of it'd be a trepidation if we were top of the league and they were bottom because it's just yeah, of course, rained in me, mm. you know. But, we believe, uh, lads, had, please. Just believe. Yeah. We've just still got Pedro one, Neto. Adama might be back. Catrani or Fabio Silva have got to score at some point. If it's going to be against anyone, it's going to be against this poor.
four Albion side that even I think I would score against. One and I was never a scorer, lads. I was an assister. Believe. 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 That's the message. Believe. That is the message. Pin it up. Um, Get share on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in your bedroom, you know, um, wherever. Um, just you believe. And, and, and we're, all, we're all hopeful for it. It's shit that we can't be there. We get it. But, you know, for, for, for me, it's hung over me and a lot of Wolves fans that last performance against them. So we're just hoping that we'll get the win and, and things will, will kick start. So we hope by the time we join you next, uh, which will be the post Albion part, <laughs> and what position we've we'll got. I'm not only kick off. I'm sober at the moment. Whether or not I will be after that game, I don't know, <laughs> good or bad. But we're all hoping for it, for a positive thing, and this is a thing. And and, and, I've, and I've got to say this: I don't, you know, people can so, sort of say that we've spoke on here and we've been negative. I just see it as just being realistic. This is a frustrating time at the moment, but I think we also all generally know that things can turn around. So we're hoping positively that we'll get a good result and, and we may even get a a, a good window. Um, so just in closing. Um, thanks to everyone who continues to listen to us, continues to support what we do. Um, I've said it before and I say it again, what we're putting out there content-wise is amazing. Um, dissecting this game tactically will, I'm sure, be Gully, who's probably got his, his whiteboard up running now with his GTA um, analysis of, 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 the, um, of the game this evening. Um, and there'll be loads of stuff coming up towards the, the Albion game. Anything else anybody else wants to mention in terms of what we've got out there at the moment? A Instagram. massive plethora of enthusiasm and belief that okay. Wolves are going to win on Saturday by He's gone again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what happens. He tries to talk. He tries to say believe. And we can't hear a single word he says. It's, it's, Even it's the microphone's giving up on him. Dan's going to be wearing his steeple pajamas every night and, until until the weekend. And I think, look, this is we've been waiting for this game. So, however we feel about it, we've been waiting, waiting for this game and waiting for our opportunity. So we're, we're, we're hoping. Um, you know, of course we are that we, we get a positive result. So uh, from all of us on the fan cast, from all of us tonight, um, stay safe. Come on, positive vibes, as Dan says. And let's hopefully, uh, when we'll be speaking to you next, we'll be celebrating a Derby win. Thanks. Good night. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a new season we recommend. I'm Sam Bungie, one of the hosts of West Cork, a story about a community on the far south coast of Ireland that became a kind of paradise for people looking for a fresh start. 
and nobody knew their past. You could be who you wanted to be rather than who you really were. Then one newcomer was murdered and another was suspected of doing it. I see him in the market and really he's always trying to be normal and trying to get people to like him. But we all know, don't we? Listen to West Cork now on Acast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.